Heavenly Father, we thank you this Sunday morning. We give you all the praise and glory. We worship and adore you, Son of the living God. The Lord that was, the Lord that is, and the Lord that is to come. Ancient of days and the rock of ages. Thank you for the beginning of another week. Thank you for the end of the last week. In Jesus' mighty name. As we are going to your word this morning, cause your word to come forth with the power of the Holy Ghost. Heal the sick. Wrought signs, wrought wonders. Perform miracles by the power of your word in the life of your children that are listening to me from all across the world. And those that will listen to this message later in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Son of a living God. Cause your word to flow freely, Lord, with prophetic utterances to turn the life of your people around. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. Let's take our seat in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The Lord brought you to bless you and get set for his blessing this morning. I am your friend and partner, Reverend Philip Ade Adegbola, the presiding pastor of Father of Love Ministry International, also known as Jesus Friends Worldwide. And as you listen this morning, the Lord will do something new in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Don't forget to join our Facebook page, Jesus Friends Worldwide. There you will see all our contacts. You can mail me, you can send me WhatsApp chat, and you can call or send text messages from that any of those contacts. And if the Lord is leading you to be partnering with us in this ministry, as a result of the blessing of God, you are getting through this ministry, either in the monthly partnering seat, or you want to be paying your tax in this ministry, or you want to be giving offering for all our services in this ministry, just let us know. And we send the account number of the ministry to you in which you can send your seeds. The Lord bless you greatly in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. I will continue from where I stopped last time. Today, go open your eyes to how you can approach the appellate court of heaven. Or the subject I title, Appeal Your Case. Or appellate court. Praise the Lord. Last time I told you that that case is not closed yet. God is the God of second chance. You still have another chance to turn that situation around. You don't just sit down because it was declared against you and settle down with that verdict. You can still do something about it. You can still push your way through and turn that situation around. God is waiting for you to approach him with your appeal based on fact of the scripture and strong desire in your heart for the change. Because it's your desire that determines your level of satisfaction. Look at Psalm 145, verse 16. Psalm 145, verse 16. Thou opened thy hand and satisfied the desire of every living thing. And satisfy you open your hand and satisfy desire of every living thing. If it's a cup you bring, 
your desire is the size of a cup, it will be satisfied. So it is your desire that determines the level of your satisfaction. Thou open thy hand and satisfy the desire of every living being. The size of your desire determines the size of your satisfaction. It is your desire that guarantees your fulfillment. You can't be fulfilled above your desire. How much you want to be fulfilled is as determined as how much you desire the fulfillment. Psalm 145 we just read. Look at verse 19. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. It is not enough to fear him. Are you getting me? It is not enough to be walking in the fear of the Lord. There must be a desire in your heart that God has to fulfill. You can be walking righteously. You can be walking in holiness, but without a desire in your heart for God to fulfill, you will still be walking empty. It will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. It is not enough to walk in the fear of the Lord. You need a desire in your heart for God to fulfill. Zero multiplied by 100 is zero. Do we have mathematicians in the house? Am I correct at all? Zero multiplied by a million is zero. What if you increase to a billion? Multiply by zero. It's zero. So if in your heart is zero desire, what you will get is zero answer. It doesn't matter the how much of the fear of the Lord you are working in. If in your heart your desire is zero, you will still get zero response from God. It doesn't matter how much of the fear of the Lord you are working in. It is good to work in the fear of the Lord because it's a priority, it's a foundation. It's a foundation. But you need to have a desire for change of that situation in your life for God to come in to change it. Because he only fulfills the desire of them that fears him. As much as you are working in the fear of the Lord, have a strong desire for a change of that situation and then God cannot fulfill that desire and the situation will be changed. Don't settle down for zero in your heart. Put something there. Put a desire there for God to fulfill. Like I said the other time, you can only acquire what you desire. It's your desire for a change that leads to your discovery of the word of God that will create that change. It is your desire for a change that will lead you to the word of God that will create that change. It is your discovery that leads to your recovery. So, for you to recover all you've lost, there must be desire in your heart that will lead you to discover the word you need and the discovery of those words will lead to discovery, recovery of those things that you've lost. 
everything that Satan has stolen away from you can be recovered back. But it all begins with desire. Strong desire. Say, no, I won't settle down for this. This has to change. No, I won't take this as my lot. This is not what God promised me in his word. This is not part of the covenant benefits. And you approach the appellate court for a change. And God will step in. So hear me and hear me very clearly. God's verdict can still be changed. Don't let anyone deceive you that because it is God's verdict is the final. Like I was sharing last week, when a court makes a decision, you can approach the same court to review its decision concerning the verdict that was given against you. And the court will look at it with the view of the new fact or the way you represent your case. So God's verdict can still be changed with a sound appeal from a strong desire. So if God's verdict can be changed with a sound appeal, how much more of the verdict of the evil one against your life? Are you getting me? If God's verdict can be changed with a sound appeal from a strong desire, how much more the verdict of the occultic world against your destiny? All the spell, all the cause, all the incantation and enchantment of the wicked, all the divination of the kingdom of darkness against your life can be changed when you appeal to the court of God. If God himself will change his own verdict on a strong appeal, how much more will it change the verdict of the wicked against your destiny? Praise the Lord. He said in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 21, produce your cause. Say the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons. Say the king of Jacob. Produce your cause. Isaiah 41, 21. Produce your cause. Say the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons. He give room for reasoning. God give room for reasoning. Don't just sit down and accept that as your Lord. Reason the matter with him. Appeal that verdict. And God will do something about it. Produce your cause. Bring forth your strong reasons. Meaning you can still negotiate that matter in your favor. You can still negotiate that matter in your favor. It doesn't matter how it looks like today. It doesn't matter how messy it looks. You can still negotiate that matter in your favor. It doesn't matter how bad the situation is. You can still negotiate it in your favor with God. It doesn't matter who spoke those evil words against your destiny. You can negotiate it in your favor with God. 
even if you are the cause of your problem. Are you getting me? Even if you are the cause of your problem, you can still negotiate it in your favor with God. Don't just settle down for failure. Don't just settle down for barrenness. Don't just settle down for poverty. That is your lot. Don't just settle down for sickness and disease. It can't be your lot, because your lot can only be found in the covenant. Don't let Satan deceive you as your lot. I say, even if you are the cause of that problem, you can still negotiate it with God in your favor. Even if you are the cause as a result of your iniquities, as a result of what you refused to do or what you did, you can still negotiate it in your favor. How much more Christ have already paid the price for you? Don't let Satan deceive you that because you are the cause, nothing can be changed about it. God has turned his back on you. That is not true. Look at Genesis 20 and 32. Verse 26. Jacob was the cause of his problem. He supplanted his brother. He took away his birthright. And he fled. And look at that. Verse 26 of Genesis 32. Are we there? And he said, let me go. Now, he was wrestling with an angel. Now, meaning he was wrestling with God. God came down to meet him. And Jacob engaged God in prayer. That is wrestling. You wrestle in prayer. He was wrestling with an angel. Meaning he was wrestling with God. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. The angel speaking to Joseph here. And to Jacob here. And he said, I will not let you go except you bless me. I will not let you go except you bless me. Enough is enough of this situation. I will not let you go except you bless me. He negotiated his way into blessing directly from God. He wrestled with God in prayer all through the night. They almost break. I said, no, you are not going home. You have to bless me before you go. I will hold your feet until you bless me. Say, what's your name? Say, Jacob. Oh, that's the wrong name. From today henceforth. You shall be called Israel. That change is story forever. Today your story shall be changed forever in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Today that situation shall be changed forever in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Everything standing against your destiny shall give way today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As you begin to rise in prayer and begin to compel God to change that situation, negotiate your case with him, appeal that matter before him, change will take place suddenly in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. No case is concluded until you lost the will to negotiate it. And the will to negotiate it 
can only be actuated through your desire for change. It can only be prompt through your desire for change. No case is concluded until you lost the will to negotiate it. And that will to negotiate it can only be actuated, can only be prompt through your desire for change. Let's look at some few people in the scriptures that change God's mind on matter that has been completely concluded. First of all, let's look at Abraham. Genesis 18, verse 20 to 32. Genesis 18, verse 20 to 32. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? <laughs> See negotiation. God has made up his mind. He came down from heaven on a mission. And a man willed him, accosted him on the road. And began to negotiate God to change his mind. Look at it. And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Paraventure, there be fifty righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? Thou be far from thee to do after this manner. You can see the, the line of communication. Intelligent way of presenting his appeal concerning the Sodom and Gomorrah. Verdict has been given from Evo. Now, Abraham is appealing as a lawyer on behalf of the city. That will make him a great intercessor. He was appealing on behalf of the city as the lawyer for the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And look at the way he's presenting this case. Inside again, let me go again. Paraventure, there will be 50 righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and spare not for the 50 righteous that are therein? Thou be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked. Thou be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Come on. Come on. See how this guy ambushed God to change his mind. Now, 26. And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. I will spare the entire city because of 50 righteous. Somebody, somebody interceded, somebody negotiated on their behalf. Somebody presented an appeal that God cannot turn his back on. He even wrapped the appeal around the God integrity. That far be from you. You are the judge of the earth. Judge of the entire earth, you will always do right. He wrapped his intercession 
Iraq is appeal around God's integrity. And God will always stand by his integrity. Now, Abraham did not stop there. And Abraham answered and said, Behold, now, I have taken upon me to speak unto thee. <laughs> Do you see that? I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. He humbled himself in the negotiation. Paraventure, that shall lack five of the fifty righteous. That's forty-five now. Will thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I found there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again, and said, Paraventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. Look at the way this man is still pushing God. Never accept no for an answer. Even when he got the first verdict in his favor, he still pushed on to ask for more. He still pushed on to ask for more. Don't just settle down for that as your lot. Come on. Verse 30. And he said unto him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. <laughs> oh, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. I'm still speaking. I'm still negotiating. Paraventure, there shall be tarry be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find tarry. And he said, Behold now, <laughs> I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Paraventure, there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty sake. Look at it, it started from fifty. From fifty, it started. Now, twenty. Who would have thought you can negotiate from 50 righteous to 20 righteous and God will answer you? But somebody dare it. Don't just 20 too well. Don't just believe that it has been concluded. You can still push that case through and God will respond in your favor. Look at verse 32 again. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. Speak yet, but this once, peradventure, ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten sake. From fifty, he negotiated the matter to ten. He wrapped it around God's integrity that he will not destroy the righteous with the sinner. And they couldn't find ten people there. That case has been concluded before God came down. But Abraham went on negotiating for the city. I don't know who gave him the brief that he was taking for the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. But he took it all the same. So he's a sound lawyer. And he got all he wanted. Though they couldn't find even the 10 people righteous there. Praise the Lord. Let's look at another intercessor. Moses. Exodus 32, verse 7 to 14. Let's quickly look at our Bible there. Exodus 32, verse 7 to 14. Let's see how Moses negotiated his way before God for the children of Israel. 
And the Lord said unto Moses, Go, get thee down, for thy people which thou brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed on their unto and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen these people, and behold, it is a stiff naked people. Now, therefore, let me alone, that my rod may wax out against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. And Moses besought the Lord his God, and said, Lord, why doth thy rod wax out? against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt, with great power and with a mighty hand. God said, Moses brought them out of Egypt. Moses said, God, you brought them out of Egypt. Negotiation began. They don't begin to negotiate the matter with that. Moses started negotiating with God instantly. First of all, push what God's word back to God. God said, Moses, the people you brought out of Egypt. Moses said, no, 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 no. You brought them out of Egypt. Are you getting that? Now, 12. Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief did he bring them out to slave them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Do you see that? Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thine own self, and said unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto these people. See how Moses held God's hand and made him to change his mind on the matter that was completely concluded. And God changed his mind. Lastly, let's look at Ezekiah. How he appealed his death verdict. That seems concluded. We did that last time. We do it briefly again today. Second King chapter 20, verse 1 to 6. Second King 20, verse 1 to 6. In those days was Ezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah the son of Amos came to him and said unto him, Thus said the Lord. Set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, He enter a secluded place to appeal his death verdict. He removed everyone from his presence to appeal his death verdict. I beseech thee, verse 3, O Lord, remember now 
how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect act, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Ezekiah wept so. Look at the way he presented his case. He presented his, 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 his credential before God. He presented his, his righteous credential before God, which God cannot deny. And it came to pass. Before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him and said, Turn again and tell Ezekiah, the captain of my people, thus hear the Lord, the God of David, thy father. I have heard thy prayer, and I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. And on the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. And I will add unto thy days, fifteen years. And I will deliver thee and this city out of the hands of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. For my own sake. Because God's integrity is in question. But say, see how righteous I have worked before thee. Pull my file out and you see how righteous I've been working before thee. So it will be unrighteous for righteous God to do unrighteously. That I've worked righteously before thee is death. The payment for righteousness. And thus, for, even for my own sake, I will not do it. Though the matter was concluded before God moved Isaiah to go and declare the verdict. The true proper appeal, he did not take the matter for his lot. He realized he can still do something about it. Somebody else will start preparing his will. Because that's what Isaiah told him. Start preparing your will because you will die. He said, No, I will not die but live. I will still negotiate this matter. I won't take this as my lot. I will still do something about this thing. And the matter was concluded, decided, given in his favor. Every of the matter you will raise before God from today, in whatever situation you are going through, shall be decided in your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, whatsoever challenges you are going through today, just present your appeal before God, even today, even this morning, and it shall be decided in your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, no matter how bad, the situation is begin to now appeal before God today and it shall be decided in your favor. Is it about your family members, about your friends, about your colleagues? You want to intercede over the matter. Now present the matter before God today and it shall be decided in your favor in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let me be your feet and begin to appreciate God. Father, Lord, we thank you. Mighty Father, as your children begin to present their appeal before you, look at them with your favor. Let your favor shine upon them. Those verdicts that have been concluded, either because of their iniquities or because of the iniquity of their ancestors, wheresoever that the evil come from, Father, have mercy on them today. I'm interceding today, even the same way Moses stood before you and interceded for the children of Israel. The same way Abraham stood before you, I interceded for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm interceding today for your people. For whatsoever reason, whatever they've done against you, that make 
this mother to be like this. Father, have mercy on them. And change the situation. Remember the price that Jesus Christ, your only begotten son, in whom true, we all become your children. The price he paid on the cross of Calvary. The price he paid on that gruesome mountain of Golgotha. And change your mind, O oh Lord. In those matters that have been concluded, change your mind concerning them. Revive the situation concerning them. Mary Father, thought things around in their favor. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Is it the verdict of the wicked ones? Any cause, spell, enchantment, or divinations, incantation of the wicked against their destiny that is working against their life present that is tying them down in one area of life or the other. Father, today I appeal on their behalf before you and I command their freedom. For you said, Now the Lord is that spirit. And wheresoever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Because the spirit of God is in their life, I command their liberty in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Liberty from every cause working against them. Liberty from every spell working against them. Liberty from every enchantment working against them. Liberty from every divination working against them. Liberty from every incantation of the wicked working against them. I command that liberty now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I set this one free. Whatsoever thing enemy conjure together against their destiny, I set them free and neutralize it now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, mighty God, for freedom is released unto every one of these ones in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' holy name we pray.